Hide, Hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Happy, happy, happy day, good people. Welcome to Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash, the ruggedly handsome one. Very ruggedly handsome. On this week's show, Indeed takes it in the you-know-what, compliments of Google. Lawyers take it Lawyers take it in the you-know-what, compliments of our robot overlords. And higher intelligence takes it in the you-know-what, thanks to this ridiculous podcast. I can already smell the Thanksgiving turkey. Stay tuned, pilgrims. Google. Lever. Intello. Monster. Jibe. What do these companies, and hundreds of others, have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Dude, I had a call with Sovereign uh, last week, Mm -hmm. and it's just ridiculous. It's What's ridiculous? The, the, their their technology is ridiculous, and their yeah, dude, list they like of, run the whole their, AI world, right? They do their <laughs> list their list of clients and vendors and everybody that uses them is just yeah. insane, and so many people don't even know who the hell they are. Um, interestingly, Trovix, uh-huh. which you remember, uh, oh, Monster yeah. bought awesome. years ago, Six Sense Search Technology. Yeah. yeah, it was it was largely built on Sovereign stuff. You so, gotta be yeah, shitting was, me, really? A little, little bit of a history lesson for me as well. All right, well, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, let's get to shoutouts, I guess. Yeah, hit it. This is just so everybody knows. This is obviously the boot to ass episode. Boot to ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought you said boot. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was something else. Uh, yes. Shout out to David Phoebus, my man, David David Phoebus Cates. Um, who gave <laughs> us some lovely commentary on uh, LinkedIn, was it? Yeah, man. Yeah, He's pimping uh, the Chad and Cheese show yeah, out there. That was great. David, we love you. Um, Ed Zatuski. There he is. Zatuski. I don't, I don't know how I butchered that, but uh, Ed gave us some love on Twitter, I think. Yeah, he did. He used um, the Chad and Cheese hashtag, by the way. And Do we know Ed's company? I don't. I don't think we do. Ed, Ed, throw us out that company if it's important to you. You want the Chad and Cheese podcast to, to talk about yeah, it? Yeah. Let, let us know so, about it. So, so we ask for feedback at hashtag Chad Cheese from our listeners. They don't give us feedback. Uh, we tell them to not give us feedback, thinking that we'll use reverse <laughs> psychology, and they still don't use feedback. So <laughs> let's let's try this. Leave us a question, feedback, comment, something at hashtag Chad Cheese. And we will mention your company on the air, uh, assuming it's tied to your profile. Yeah. Or put it in the comment something. So we'll give you a little mini commercial if you engage with us on Twitter. Maybe that'll work. 
Yeah. Uh, and if you like the LinkedIn, because most of people are like reaching out to us via LinkedIn, uh, at least from my side, uh, go ahead and do that. But yeah, definitely hit that hashtag if you're if you're tweeting. Yeah, we're eventually going to get some incentive to get you to do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> one more shout out from me. Uh, Jeff Hyman has the strong suit site slash blog. Um, he interviewed me a couple weeks ago about employer branding stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of had my ratedly hat on for that. Um, but Jeff, thanks for the interview. It's a, it's a great one. If you want to check it out, go to strong suit, uh, suit is S U I T.com, um, to check that out. You can is also that a go podcast? to com. Uh, we put it there too. It is a podcast. Yes. So, uh, so you cheated I, knew on I, was, me. I knew what I was doing, obviously. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's what happens. Yeah. So, for from uh, from my side, there's uh, some really pretty some some pretty cool news. The Chat and Cheese podcast has combined strategic employment metrics. Yeah, really, we don't have any employment metrics, but we're working with Next, um, a wonderful gang over at Next, to launch our very first infographic. Is that cool or or, or what? Um, How do you spell infographic? Is it two words or one? Is it hyphenated? It's, it's, it's one. <laughs> I, it's one. I just go ahead and smash that stuff together. It's what I'm used to. Um, so, okay. So here's a quick tease. I mean, we're going to be talking about Turkey Day stuff. Um, and we we actually next asked the question. Um, so if you had an option to skip Turkey Day and actually, you know, say it was work, would you do it? So I'm sorry, I'm confused. Would you skip Thanksgiving to go to work? Well, would you use work as an excuse, I guess, is the the, the big piece is what would you use an excuse like work to get out of Thanksgiving? Why would anyone want to get out of Thanksgiving? Because they hate their family. They hate turkey or tofu. Yeah, I'm going to go with probably, probably the former. Um, I would say, yeah, sitting around with the family, eating turkey, taking yes. naps. I, I, I enjoy. I are enjoy. You guys it. A, are you guys a tofurkey household? Yeah, no. I mean, we're <laughs> no. So you skip yeah. the vegetarianism on on Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, there are certain days that we do that. Uh, I mean, okay. yeah, I'd All say right. probably ninety five percent of the time we're we're vegan slash vegetarian. But uh, right. on those days, right. you know. I'm ringing the bell on on all that stuff. Let's get one to last the thing. There's one good. last all thing. All right. Cause I love thing. you. I appreciate that. So also the Chad and cheese webinar that went on actually, Joel, I think uh, calls it the best webinar of all time. Uh, go to chadcheese.com. A replay is available. It's called the future of text recruiting. Chadcheese.com. Go check it out. Uh, pretty cool stuff. It was a great webinar. <laughs> Very interactive and engaging. Best of all time. That's right. All right. Uh, big news. Uh, Google, which we never talk about. Uh, Google for Jobs unveiled four enhancements to their search f- uh, solution, I guess we'll call right. it. Yep. Um, three of them were kind of ho-hum. Yeah. Uh, you could choose better location filtering from within right. two miles of where you are mm-hmm. all the way to 200, which is quite right. a span, but you could, you could do that. Um, bookmarking the ones wow. that you like. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the, the set, the third ho-hum one. 
because the the big one was so big. Salary. So salary. and salary. Yeah, I mean salary is one of the reasons why the big one is yes. is an issue. Um, so salary, you know, obviously Google gives indeed boot to the ass on this one um, because <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. But the salary information that companies are not including, I think it was like 85% of jobs do not have salary information. Well, guess what, guys? Google is focused on the user and the user wants more information and you're not giving that information. Um, so that leads to number four, which is what, Joel? Well, I want to go back to the salary thing because it's it's sort of a premonition of what we're talking about on yeah. the major one. Yeah. In that they're pulling salary data from sources like Glassdoor, mm-hmm. Payscale, LinkedIn. And oh, by the way, Indeed has salary information, but it's not, in- <laughs> it's not included because Indeed has basically said, we're taking our ball and going home. Boot and to ass, Indeed. Not playing with this whole Google for jobs thing. So- right. Uh, Google's like, fine. Okay. So it, in the big update, and I think this is really intriguing and I'll, I'll tell you in a second why, but the update is you see a job, uh, that job is duplicated over, let's say four sites, mm-hmm. like three job boards, as well as the, the company site. You right. can choose, the user can choose how they want to apply to that job based on whatever their preference is. So uh, in, above the job listing or the description, it'll say, you know, company name, little button. It'll say career builder, little button, monster, little button, LinkedIn, whatever. And if you have accounts on those sites, you can choose to apply to that job through your monster profile or your career builder, um, et cetera. Now, obviously- it does not seem easy. This is a This is a- Number one, this is a great thing for job boards, yeah. for traditional boards that are playing with Google. Yep. Because we had always thought, well, eventually Google, just like their search engine, they're going to decide which duplicate content they want to show. And in most cases, that'll be the ATS or eventually that'll be the ATS. And the job posting on the job board will basically be invisible. So Google found a way to appease everyone and say, we're going to list all the sources for this job. And you, the user, can decide which one you want to send to the company. So job boards, traditional traditional job boards should be doing somersaults that Google is making this, this sort of consolation to them. So, yes, here's the thing. I, first and foremost, I wonder how many sources they're going to, to use on that. Because the amount of job boards that are going to be pushing information into uh, Google, I mean, can you imagine the amount of buttons, apply buttons that would actually be up there? So I wonder how many, because they're going to have to cap it. Um, well, but knowing Google, once you select one, you'll probably choose to do that for most of your, like, that'll be your preference. That'll be your default because yeah. you're logged in using Google in most cases. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Google will figure that out, I think, over time. <clears throat> yeah, just the first, the first interaction is going to suck. Um, but this is definitely a big boot to Indeed's ass with regard to salary history, like you talked about, and no salary, no traffic. Again, that is, I don't know exactly how much traffic um, Indeed was was reaping from the organic of uh, Google, which is now pretty much gone, but now they're not going to be able to actually utilize that salary information and or uh, get traffic from like you're seeing with these, yeah. uh, these apply buttons. Here's Indeed, the big thing. 
Indeed is not an option. No. You won't see Indeed unless they decide to play ball as an option to apply to a job. And let's face it, a lot of job seekers have an Indeed profile, which is easy to use. They like It's easy to apply that way. Indeed would be a great addition to an, as an option for people to apply, but they're not even going to be on the playing field. I can only envision Indeed as Oliver Twist in the scenario, asking for more gruel, coming back to to Google, saying, "I can 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 I please have the the traffic gruel?" Um, but this to me, I, I think Google will let them kiss the ring whenever <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they want. Will. Oh yeah, they but will. I don't. <laughs> I think Indeed will come kicking and screaming to do that. Yeah, which is funny because you remember with Indeed there were a few job sites that would never yep. advertise on Indeed. Yep. They'll take the, the the organic traffic. Right. But you know what? The two that I'm thinking of, and I won't mention names, eventually came around to buying ad space on Indeed. Mm-hmm. So if Indeed does acquiesce and come to Google at some point, it will be very apropos uh, based on the history of the of the whole thing with Indeed and uh, job boards. And you know we are going to be waiting for that day, Indeed. You know we are. We are. So, and here's the big thing, though, for companies, and this is, this is who should really listen to this, okay? You have the opportunity. The reason that Google is, is allowing all these sources to apply is because you don't give enough information and your application process, your user experience sucks. It's horrible. And until you fix that shit, guess what's going to happen? Candidates are going to continue to go around you through these different uh, these different job sites because your process sucks. So until you fix your process, guys, this is the kind of shit you're going to have to put up with. Yep. You know, uh, Sackett, Tim Sackett, who was on a uh, guest host or guest guest recently, guest host. Uh, he and I got in a kind of a social media thing, and. and his his thought is that people automatically just go to the company's apply process. No, and I kind of disagree with that because I, I think they're gonna go with what's easiest. Um yes. similar to how how you know, what site do you want to use to buy something? Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon, it's super easy. I've got an account already. It's like super easy. Um it's user and you know, user uh intuitive, right? So in a way, to me, this sort of forces everyone, particularly the ATSs, to make a Amazon-like apply process because if users on Google default to the easiest way to apply, mm-hmm. to me, that's what they're going to do. Dude, they're I'm, not going to say, oh, I got to do the company because that's Well, the like applicant tracking do. systems don't want to have a complex apply process. I mean, that's building complexity in their process. They don't want that. It, it is the companies who are using these platforms that are jacking up this process, jacking up the, the user experience, and they're trying to make it better by putting this layer of cosmetics over it to make it look all warm and fuzzy until you hit the apply process and then everything turns to shit. That's the problem. You're not giving them information. They deserve to know what the salary is, or at least the salary range. There's more information that they deserve as well. Not to mention, they don't deserve a shitty apply process. So do you think that this this move by Google will decrease the number of applicants through an ATS? I think it will. And I think the the smart organizations um, will will be quick on this and they'll yeah. understand that you've got to play the game. And if I want to spend less money 
on job boards and I want to be able to leverage Google in this sense, this specific sense, this is what we need to do. Um, the ones, but there are going to be many of those talent acquisition um, leaders that are out there that, I mean, they're just going to do what they've done for years. They're going to pay to do it the old, same, dumb way. I think I think a job seeker will, I, I think many job seekers believe the only way to really apply to a job is to go to the company site. And if they, if they learn a behavior through Google's job search, mm-hmm that, oh, I can actually use link my LinkedIn profile or, oh, I can actually use my, you know, five-year-old monster profile. I'm going to do that right? because I've already done it. It's easy. I understand it, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I think that people will gravitate toward the easiest, uh, biggest brand site that they're already on yeah. as opposed to going to an ATS and filling things out from the start. Um yeah, this will be very interesting in terms of what behavior people use or what what people side with. I hope that Google releases data on, even if it's just percentage-wise, mm-hmm. like what is the most popular? Do people pick ATSs, ATSs over job boards and what percentage mm-hmm. is that? Like, right. I'd love to see that information if, if they do release that because well, it will be very I, t- I know. Well, I know one of the big reasons why they've moved this way is because they're, they're definitely trying to force – a better apply process and more information out of employers. That's what they're trying to do. I, that, that's ex- and they've said that. So if, if you care about your process, if you care about the customers that are coming to your website, not the clients, I mean, not the, not the, the, the candidates, but the customers in your brand, start to wake up and do this shit right, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If they wake up and go, wow, no one's applying through our ATS anymore. <laughs> this might be why. Yeah, and it'll, it will force it will force companies' hands to like make it simple to apply to jobs. Totally agree. Uh, and then the robots will just figure out how to pre-screen them anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, which I guess let's let's go to uh, our next set of stories: yes. uh, automation, which tends to be at f- the, the forefront. Uh, you got some good news that you shared this week on. Um, Automation on the legal front. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty cool. This is this is our robots give lawyers boot to the ass. Um, so this kid actually a few a couple of years ago, his name's Josh Browder. Um, he uh, he created this app called. It's really a chat bot. It's called Do Not Pay, and it automates uh, park it. Uh, parking ticket appeals. So um, he just did it for himself and his friends and family and whatnot. Apparently they get a shitload of parking tickets. Um, But to date, to date, this chat bot has helped more than 400,000 people save $11 million in fines. And dude, that's without any charge whatsoever. So that, that was so cool. Um, Browder, who is now 19 years old, and go figure, he is a computer science major at Stanford. Um, he's out to change the, the, the divorce institution overall um, from the standpoint of uh, interacting with lawyers. Because about 95% of divorces are uncontested, which uh, those uncontested divorces in some cases can cost up to 10 grand. So <laughs> that's a lot of money, dude. <laughs> That's a lot of and, money, and and you and I are unfortunately, uh, anyway, oh. well too well too uh, associated with that kind of uh, pr- anyway. So yes. yes, 
divorces will be free in the future, which is great. So more people will get divorced and society will continue going down the tubes. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know that at least it'll be free. Now. So, but yeah, <laughs> pretty much at the end of the day, he's looking at and he's got he's gotten um, funding, venture capital funding from Greylock Partners, and he's uh, using AI from from Watson. Um, and it's, it's really cool because they're pulling all the documents together in Watson, uh, creating a chat bot. And just, again, it's all process oriented, right? And this is what we've talked about for like finance, doing your taxes, you know, turbo tax or, or any of these different, these different, um, processes or routines. If they are routine, you can, you can get technology to do that for you, to be able to deliver the right documents, to be able to do these different things. And this 19 year old has got it figured out. And this could obviously dramatically impact this, uh, this industry. You know, I think, I think we think so much in terms of automation displacing, you know, blue collar workers, people that build stuff or drive places. And, um, I think more and more we're going to see, you know, the white collar folks, uh, not being as safe as they probably think they are. I mean, legal in particular, I mean, so much of legal is filling out forms that are really just complicated and yep. people don't want to spend the time to do it because yep. it's a pain in the ass. Um, and if a chat bot or computer program or whatever can basically fill in the blanks mm-hmm. of the information that it needs and then fill in the form and then it knows where to send the form and then send you a receipt that, hey, the county or the state or wherever it is that needs to go got it. And here's your, here's your docket number. Here's the case number. Um, yeah, a lot of work that lawyers do is going to be sort of off the shelf. I, and I really think it it affects, you know, the paralegals that are the ones doing the, you know, the lesser work in legal firms, you know, the ones that are doing that kind of work. So paralegals in particular are probably going to be really tough. I think good lawyers that, you know, have to talk to people and describe the Mm -hmm. process will still be, you know, employed. But some of those some of those positions are going to be, you know, challenged if it's if it's uncontested, if it's uncontested, though. I mean, that's a little bit different between a contested divorce and an uncontested divorce. A a lot different. Um, But but his his quote was, which I love, I'm trying to replace all these lawyers charging hundreds of dollars an hour just to copy and paste. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I agree. And how many other professions, you know, does that impact? Probably a, a ton. Like we already know in the recruiting space, like, okay, what information do you need to have an application? Okay. What's your name? When were you born? Where do you live? How old, you know, like, can you drive? Do you have a license? Are you a citizen? Like so many of the things of those things oh, yeah. are fill in the blank. And a lot of those things are pre-screening questions. Because if you're not a U.S. Stuff, citizen, man. you can't yep. work for us. If you don't have a license, yep. you can't drive for us. So, uh, yeah, the bot revolution or devolution uh, marches <laughs> on. But there is hope uh, for us humans. According to a Wall Street Journal article uh, this past Uh-oh. week, uh, 21 million jobs will be created as a result of robotics, automation, AI, et cetera. So mm. although 60 million jobs might be lost, yes, uh, and I'm just making that number up. I don't know how much it is. But uh, And I know we've said that number before probably, but yeah. 21 million or so jobs will be created, which <laughs> you look at robotics, self-driving cars. I mean, definitely some jobs and opportunities are going to be made as, as a result of 
technology. That's always yeah. how it works anyway. Yeah. Well, you see, I mean, we're training ourselves out of many of these, these jobs as it is. I mean, you take a look at the, the, the chat bot that we're just talking about, but remember when we were really young and there was a, a filling station attendant and they would do the gas, they would, they would check your fluids. They would do all that stuff. Right. But that's gone automation. Um, I go to Kroger a few times a week in the morning to be able to get fresh fruit for breakfast. And do I go to an actual human being to check me out? No, Mm -hmm. I go through the self checkout. I mean, we're teaching ourselves how to get rid of these jobs. Um, and that's continued on so many different fronts. So yeah, I, I see exactly where there could be, um, definitely jobs created, um, and there's so much research that's being done on this right now. I really, I mean, it is, it, it is, it's crazy. Some of it says obviously that yes, 21 million jobs are going to be uh, created, but you know, on the on the back end, twice as many or even more are going to be lost. Um, I don't want to be, you know, the Luddite 2.0 saying, you know, oh my God, kill all the robots, but we definitely have to take a look at this. Um, from a standpoint of understanding how these technologies are really going to impact the workforce and the market. That's the biggest issue. Sure. And societies and governments and all yeah. kinds of stuff. I mean, I will say, cause you, you went back in, in history there, like a lot of the jobs that exist today didn't exist when we were kids. Yeah, Like we never would have thought about being an SEO or, you know, being a robotics, whatever, or AI mm-hmm. or crypto cryptocurrency person like a lot of the jobs that will be we don't even know what the hell they are so that's a positive right yeah yeah the hard part about that that is getting the skill sets getting skilled labor force to get into those jobs i mean take take a look at moore's law and how fast technology is moving right it is moving fast It's, it's it's doubled up since they actually created created moore's law um so i mean it's ridiculous. That's the hard part. It's like, yeah, jobs are going to be there, but are we actually going to have people who can fill those jobs? It's there's so many different bad and good fronts. The good news, Chad. Yes. Robots will never displace this podcast because Ooh. robots get smarter and the show <laughs> continually gets just dumber. Very good point. That, uh, that sends us into a very happy weekend. Yes, and diverse, diversity recruiting, Chad. I don't it? get it. Why do employers suck so badly at diversity recruiting? Diversity recruiting? Um, that's a very, very heady question, Joel. Um, and I appreciate you you extending that to have me answer it. Um, no, seriously. Seriously, um, we we in talent acquisition we're talking about many of these different things like ai and technology and 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 we become generalists in many cases and which means we're a jack of all trades and and we're a master of none which means we don't know what the hell is going on expertise wise um and one of those areas is diversity recruiting um it's it's hard it's not easy which is one of the reasons why you need to have a partner like America's Job Exchange to uh, to, to help you out. AJE utilizes a, a unique mix of targeted job distribution, programmatic, those types of things um, to target the right types of candidates for your jobs, right types of diverse candidates. Not just going into a diverse pool and saying, 
uh, give me all you've got. Actually looking for individuals with the types of skill sets that you're looking for for the specific types of, uh, of jobs. Um, so what you can do is actually, believe it or not, this show has discounts. What? Um, you can go to America. Yep. I'm not kidding. You can go to America's job exchange.com slash cheese. That's cheese as in what you put on the pizza. C H E E S E. America's job exchange.com slash cheese. Because everybody loves pizza, man. Everybody. Better with cheese. Um, that's exactly right. Everything's better than, with cheese. But America's job exchange has been doing this diversity recruiting, overall job distribution, compliance, and those types of things for over 10 years. Uh, And to be able to align yourself with a group, with a team that knows what the hell they're talking about is pretty important. And what's more important is looking in the mirror and knowing, you know what? I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So get somebody who does. AmericasJobExchange.com slash cheese. Go get them. Love it. Uh, you mentioned programmatic there for a second, which is a nice segue to yeah. our next story. Uh, Cielo, I guess I'm saying that right. Uh, you shared a story yep, about them this week about high volume hiring. What's up with them? Yeah, it doesn't really seem sexy until you get into it. We talk about um, all these different technologies like in silos. So chatbots and programmatic targeted ads and and texting and so on and so forth. And it's, it's really cool. The thing is being able to stitch all of those things together into one product. That's hard. And Cielo was able to do it for high volume recruiting. Um, so the, 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 the product was actually created um, for all those high volume revolving door gigs that are out there, mainly hourly types of positions. And it's funny because we literally were talking with with Joe uh, in the next uh, team gang uh, about the possibility of high volume recruiting being one of our, our huge mm-hmm. target areas and, and things that we would be talking about because it's so important and there's so much that's that, that's going on. And the very next day, the Cielo press release dropped. Um, and, and, uh, Adam Godson, who is the, the VP of technology solutions over at CLO, I know him. So I thought, Hey, I'm going to go ahead reach out to him and ask him, you know, what the hell is this all about? It sounds good from the outside, but what the hell, I mean, what is it? Um, and as you said, from the press release, uh, it's really cool because they, they focus on the outreach piece, programmatic outreach, getting those jobs out there targeted, uh, targeting specific types of individuals, bringing them in through the apply process, screening, and then getting the interview scheduled. And all of that happens within seven minutes. Yeah. What was the example of the weekend posting? And then by Monday, they had like 300 interviews set up already. Yeah. Was that the example that you yeah, gave? Well, that's why I, I, yeah, I, I told him, I said, dude, that's all well and good. Right. But show me results. What what the hell are you talking about? So one of his clients actually said, Hey, look on a Friday night, go figure they're getting ready to shut down COB. And one of the clients call and say, Hey, look, we, we need to have uh, more candidates for next week. We're doing a big push. This is what's going on. And uh, by Monday morning, uh, the client actually received three, they, they had 355 interviews scheduled by that Monday morning. And the power, I mean, this is the power of mobile 
I mean, seriously. And during the weekend, when people really aren't looking for jobs, this just shows how powerful the technology is to be able to target yeah. and to be able to go through that whole process. And the thing that we haven't talked about yet, which I think is is pretty cool, um, is that they use texting to be able to keep the candidates warm who are scheduled for interviews. So when you get scheduled, then you start to receive texts just to be able to confirm, right, that you're, that you're there, um, that you're good for this. And those individuals, those candidates who do not respond, they get a actual human being reaching out to them saying, hey, this is Sally or this is Freddie or whoever it is. Just want to make sure you didn't have any questions for the interview um, everything good, that kind of thing. Yep. So, I mean, they're really trying to tie everything together. Now, what I, what I find really cool about this is they're using ads to drive traffic to the opportunities. And when I first uh-huh. when I first heard you talking about this, I thought, oh, this is similar to uh, you know Intello or some of the outreach. So they're looking at profiles and then they're emailing people or mess like they're, they're reaching out to people in some way. And that's sort of a push campaign. This seemed, this to me was cool because it was more of a pull campaign. So it was using programmatic advertising, uh, Mm -hmm. finding targeted people where they live and breathe, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, and then driving traffic through those ads and then engaging, uh, once they came in through the ad, and then I, I assume some sort of pre-screening sequence, which then said, "Oh, you'd be, we'd love to talk to you. Do you have time on Monday? You know what worked, what works for you?" And then, so like the fact that you can do that on Monday or on Friday, and then automatically go through and have 350 plus people waiting to be interviewed or ready to be interviewed or scheduled to be interviewed, right? On Monday yeah. or for Monday is just really, really cool because. It's- Ten years ago, that wasn't possible, and today it no. is. And we know. I mean, it used to be when newspaper was the big, the big push for jobs. When you look for a job, you're waiting for that Sunday paper. Um, that's not how people look for jobs now. Generally, Monday is the, the 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 day that everybody's searching for a job. But because of this mobile mobile first AI first kind of technology that they're putting in place, um, they're, they're able to get past that, which I thought was incredibly cool. And I and I've got to say. You know, it doesn't, it does not surprise me to see uh, RPO actually do something uh, at this scale um, with this type of process and being able to pull together the, this, this many type of technologies and get it right. And, and I think um, companies uh, who really want to get this high volume piece right, they should start looking at uh, RPOs and or seeing if they can replicate it. I doubt that they can. But they should definitely start looking at RPO. Yeah. And as we know, recruiting is a very reactionary job, right? Yeah. I'm sure this wreck came in the door Thursday. Oh, crap. Friday. Let's do this. Push a button. Bam. Monday, we have we have people. I mean, it's a very reactionary thing. So this yeah. kind of fits into just the mentality of what recruiters and how they think anyway. So kudos. Yeah. Well, the bell says move on. So let's move on. Boom. Um news out of the anonymous employee review uh, world. Uh, I'll start with actually uh, Blind. A lot of people listening may not know what Blind is. Uh, Blind is a native app on Android and and iOS. And it's sort of a, I call it Yik Yak with degrees. So (laughs) Yik Yak, if for those who remember, was a mobile app where you were 
totally anonymous. There was no registration. There was nothing. Um, and you just spouted off crazy shit. And the app is now gone because people realize that the life, the shelf life of just crazy commentary uh, doesn't last very long. So uh, Yik Yak died, but blind is like Yik Yak. But you have to um, have a confirmed work address, work email address to use the site. So you can still spout off stupid stuff, mm-hmm. <coughs> but your company is sort of tied with your commentary. So if you say something, PayPal or Amazon or wherever you work is tied to that. Um, there's commentary on M&A stuff, uh, who's buying what, how to get a job somewhere, how to sell a company something, or who do I get to talk to? And right. obviously career career is part of uh, the, the anonymous stuff that's on there. Uh, but the news out of uh, the company this week is that they're moving beyond the app-only uh, platform and moving into the desktop. So ultimately, Looking to drive revenue. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, they've got six million in in, in, in investment money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the anonymous thing is sort of risky. I'm sure they're going to try to get as big as possible and then sell it, uh, hoping that the timing's right. Although mm-hmm. we live in a world where anonymous is being challenged, which sort yes. of brings us to the next story in this uh, in this sort of category. Uh, Glassdoor, who probably all the listeners know, uh, is in court all the time. They may not know that, but Glassdoor is constantly being yeah. sued or mm-hmm. companies that have bad things said about them want to get IP, dra- IP addresses of the commentators and who they are. Um, you do have to register on Glassdoor. Part of their terms of service is that they may have to reveal your identity if there's a lawsuit or, or, or you know, the powers that be say, tell us who this is. So li- uh, libel is still a thing and you shouldn't do that or slander companies. Yes. So Glassdoor is in court to reveal this source. Um, we live in a world where people don't like bullying. They don't like sexism. They don't like, you know, harassment. And anonymity sort of breeds off of all of that. Uh So, you know, I guess the question I would have is, aside from these news reports, like how much longer is anonymity going to be a thing? Is there a future for it? I I mean, that's a good question. I think there is a future for it. I just think you, you, you can't say stupid shit. I mean, that, that's a fairly easy mantra, right? The reason why these anonymous users are going to be, shall I use the term, unmasked, um, is because they said stupid shit. They talked about fraud and abuse. Um, and those, I mean, especially for, for some of these companies uh, who are federal contractors, um, that is, that's, that's a bit, that's big. That could prospectively impact hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in revenues. Um, so for, for obviously for federal contracts. So to be able to go on and anonymously say these things, um, you'd better be able to point to something. You better, you'd better be able to say, um, fraud and abuse charges that were here. Right. And, and, and be able to point to something that actually exists as opposed to prospectively making something up or just talking shit. Yep. Which I also think there, there, there may be a compromise, right? So, uh, I don't know if it was last week or in a past show, we talked about LinkedIn getting into sort of the feedback yeah. game yeah. and the way that, that they sort of, 
identify someone is if if you like you won't be able to give feedback on a company unless you're actually an employee of the company based on your LinkedIn profile. Yep. Now you can game that, but it's kind of a pain in the ass. So they've found a way by, you know, you can't review it unless company A is actually in your profile currently. Right. So they'll have anonymous feedback, but it will have some form of identity because the only people who can give feedback, you know, have this in their profile. So I think there's probably a middleman somewhere, but I don't like, I don't think it'll ever be, Yelp, where you have a profile and your pictures on it, and you know, like there's a real return address mm-hmm. on your comments. Right. But to me, like LinkedIn is trying to work on a compromise. I think comparably, uh, another sort of competitor to Glassdoor, you know, they use a lot of charts and graphs and sort of you know feedback that isn't more like text based, so it's right. it's less sort of flamey and and sort of bullying. Um, because it's based on graphs and sort right. of charts. So there's probably a middle there somewhere, but to, I think we both agree there's no, you know, transparency, feedback, you know, organic, raw sort of commentary um, has a place in the world. I think it's just a matter of how exactly we're going to, we're going to get that in the future. And well, for anybody who's out there who wants to flame a company, um, you'd better make sure that you have gone through the appropriate processes and you've done that. Um, you've done that uh, officially. You've done it officially um, because, man, if you're doing it anonymously, you're going to be unmasked. That's all there is to it. And this is obviously this, this set, sets the precedent. Sets the precedent. Well, Chad, with blind going to desktop it means there's another thing that companies are going to have to monitor in terms of anonymous employer reviews out on the web. Yeah, I can't imagine doing any of that by hand. The, the time is now for a tool to help companies monitor all the reviews that are out there on the web. And fortunately, there is a tool. The time is now. I like the how time you is now. That's awesome. The time <laughs> is now. That's right. Or so you company, get a boot to the ass. That's what happens. A boot to the ass for monitor. Anyway, so Ratedly, R-A-T-E-D-L-Y, sponsor of this show and full disclosure, my company, yes. um, does just this. We go out and we monitor uh, about a dozen or so employer review sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blind will be one of those as they uh, venture out onto the desktop. So if you're looking for a company that will help you monitor, make sense of all the noise out there, uh, ratedly, uh, should be a company you take a a look at. And, uh, for a limited time through the end of the month, I believe we're having a contest where you can get a free year of ratedly. That's right. I said a free year of our anonymous employer review monitoring service. Now we have contests. We have have discounts. In contests. This is we the have, best have, show ever. We have 100% discounts this week. Uh, <laughs> contests, go, just go to ratedly, R-A-T-E-D-L-Y.com. Uh-huh. Uh, there'll be a link there that you can just submit your email address. And if you share the contest contest with your social network, you'll get infinitely more chances to win. So there's an incentive to share it with your friends. Um, again, that's ratedly, R-A-T-E-D-L-Y.com. If you don't want to enter the contest, you can uh, subscribe to Ratedly for the low cost of $147 per month. Cheap. Cheap. Let's let's talk about LeapWoo. 
<laughs> Leap Woo. We're combining two news, two startups into one. Yeah. Uh, let's, go, Leap, let's go with Leap.ai. Leap. Let's talk about them first. Yeah. So, you know, people who hate resumes now get a boot to the ass because they're not dying. Um, as we saw last week with LinkedIn and uh, the integration with Microsoft Word, which I think is genius. Um, you get a company like Leap that uh, is doing something, I mean, not something as cool and as integrated, but I think it's it's like a baby step of, of doing just that. So um, it's, a, it's a resume service. You plug your resume into the system and it, uh, it makes it not suck is pretty much the, the, <laughs> what the CEO says. It, it, I'm paraphrasing, of course. It's, uh, it's, it's matching 2.0, I think. I mean, this was the dream of Trovix, for those that remember. Yeah. Trovix yeah. was submit your resume. Now, it didn't help you make a better resume. Right. Um, this will help you make a better resume with quote unquote AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it does match you with positions, right? Yeah, no, or it just, does. It does. It just does. make a better resume. Okay. No, 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 no. So, it matches you. It matches you with positions. It also has, uh, testing. You do like behavioral testing and things like that. I mean, I actually went in because it, there's a, there's a, there's a free initial sign up. So I went in and I started to create an account and I thought, and their LinkedIn, uh, popped up to be able to say, hey, do you want to log w- in with LinkedIn? And generally when you do that, it's going to populate um, most of the fields. And I thought, well, you know, my LinkedIn uh, has a good amount of information on it. I'll go ahead and use this. <laughs> the damn thing, all it did was populate my name and then use the summary in this like block uh, summary. It, di- it did nothing other than that. So you're probably going to have to take half an hour to uh, get your information into the system, take the behavioral okay. tests and all that other happy horse shit. All right. That's, that's leap.ai, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Okay. So woo.io, all these dots, man, these are, these are a hell to keep AI up with. Anyway, I-O. so woo, woo.io, um, very similar. They don't do the, the make your resume unsuck, but <laughs> you, you put in a profile as a, an employer for the job. This is fairly lengthy. Mm-hmm. You put in your profile as a job seeker. It's fairly lengthy. Now they tie this in with AI and it's smart and blah, blah, blah. But as I'm looking at this stuff, I just think, like, remember It's Big and, <laughs> God, yes. and Climber and, yeah. I mean... The the underlying problem with all of these, like you just said, it takes the job seeker forever. It's ridiculous. The employer has, like, to, in order to make a match, a lot of data has to be thrown into the engine, right, to make that match happen. And unfortunately, humans don't want to spend all this time, especially with a startup that, it, that they don't even know, right? Right. And it's chicken and egg. Like, if you don't have candidates, the employers don't care. They're not going to think that it's worth their time and vice versa. So to me, this is just like matching, you know, 2017. Like it's the same thing wrapped in a different, you know, AI package. Um, but the problems still exist in my mind. And yeah. I think their their future is the same, unfortunately, this, for most this of seems, This seems very much like um, – matching of of old is pretty much what you're saying and and then all they're doing is slapping ai onto it 
that, that's really it. Um, you know, I, I think uh, with uh, with Leap more than Woo, Leap Woo, um, that uh, if a company like Google, I don't know, a company like Google, uh, would take that technology and integrate it into, make it easier first off, slim it down, uh, and then integrate it into their their docs area where you throw a doc into the into a resume into the docs, and then this automatically goes through, shall we say resume assist and uh it'd be much like a linkedin kind of scenario so so the companies that are going to get this matching thing right are the ones that you don't even know that you're being matched right yeah so yep. facebook knows that you share all this stuff about whatever and your friends or whatever and linkedin knows you're connected with all these other people and you share this other stuff and here's what's in your profile and here's where i am located because i got my phone with me and like these small startups that want you to fill out stuff and like do things to me, they're, they're screwed. Yeah. The people are going to know you are the people that you use every day. Google, yeah. Facebook, it's, it's, Amazon, it's LinkedIn, Microsoft, yeah, those lifestyle yeah. is they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to say like, Oh, you look like you'd be great for this job. Yeah. Holy cow. That it's like, they know me, right? It's like when you buy on Amazon <laughs> or what TV shows you watch, like to me, that's the AI. That's the matching. Like yeah. the stuff that yep. fills stuff out, like I'm not going to bother with that. Like you need no. to know me somehow and the companies that do are going to win and those that aren't don't. So leap yeah. woo, good luck. Uh, but it's a hell of a hard row for you to, to sew or sew to row or hoe to row or whatever that is. It's late <laughs> and it's Friday and I can still, I can smell the Turkey. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting hungry anyway. Cause it's lunchtime. But anyway, we're at almost 50 minutes, the oh, longest shit. show we've had in a long time. Everyone's tuned out. I'm tuned out. I say I mean, we, I say I we shut it down and say adios. Boot to the ass to the show. Boot to the eye, mother. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.